0: Oh, where, oh, where could Tom Scanlon be? The man's probably sleeping, it's past 7.30.
1: We got a guest host, Willie Nelson, could it be? His last name is Nelson, but his first name is actually Lee. Welcome back to Talking the Walk. This is episode 83, Camp Crystal Lake. I am Paul Patterson.
0: I am guest host, Lee Nelson.
1: Um, I think we can be done with the shoe expert, shoe extraordinaire thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was host is good enough. Although I with think. cross country starting here soon, if you need some advice, I'm here to help. <laughs> you're, you're free to take care of that. Available, I should say, not free, but available. Could cost somebody. I'll do it for free. Because is it, uh, did you get commission? Yeah, 2% on... Adult shoes, if you wanted to venture over into the youth shoes area, you would get 4%. I ventured over if there were no kids with the parent looking for shoes. So I was not (laughs) going to have them try on 400 pairs. But if they were there looking without a kid, I was there to give them probably three or four sizes. That way they could take them home, um, make sure it fits, and then they could bring the other ones back. (laughs) Because I get paid the commission on every shoe, whether it gets brought back or not.
1: Well, you're like a seasoned veteran over there in the uh, the kid area. Um, Jake Brown from music, Bailey Bishop with the original artwork. And we have Cole Hopkins on social media, fact checker, Jill Martin. And of course, marketing, which still haven't seen t-shirts. So maybe, maybe I don't know, Jeff Graby is on that marketing side, but I, I don't know what to say about that at this point in time. A uh, little watch update for you. For the month of July, I was supposed to get 179.7 total miles for the month, which was like 5.6 miles. I am down to somewhere in between 4.7 and five miles a day, depending on how many miles I get in. So I've been doing a really good job of staying on my, on my miles uh, with that. Also helps um, like mowing today helped. Uh, walking with Matt Rampton when we were walking, that also helped. So that got me some, some miles on that. Are you ready for the questions? Yes, three, sweet corn take it or leave it take it what kind um are you the is it the peaches and cream where it's yellow and white mixed in or yeah, you just just yellow
0: i do like the the yellow and white i i'm more of i base it on the size of the the kernel that's in there you know, like okay. if they're like a pretty nice size. I don't really care if it's different color, but I know like Grimes Sweet Corn, they've been starting their uh, sales, but I think this is probably the, about as early as you can do it get decent. I know Northern Iowa is always Harrington or something like that, Sweet Corn, but um, I don't really care. I know different than if I find it in the store, I just peel back a layer, you know, kind of like building a relationship. And then I just to see if, uh, what it looks like. Uh, what are you what
1: are you on your sweet corn this is not a different question this is still all part of that
0: i'll put a little bit of salt on there that's pretty much it i've i've always been like that i know the butter part is really good but i just don't like the the process of putting butter on my sweet corn you know you either take a knife and you can like try to spread it which it's in here, sweet corn is not made to have something spread on it. Or then you like take the whole stick of butter and you do the twirly thing. And I just think that is like really weird. I do not, do not like that one. Makes the most sense. Do not like it though. So I just let's drink. say
1: you are, uh, you get a, you get a side of corn, not an mm-hmm. ear of corn, but a side of corn in November. Mm-hmm. Are you a salt and pepper kind of guy? Are you still just salt? What do you do at that point in time?
0: Yeah, I would just do salt. I mean, I, I do like pepper on a lot of things, though, too. So I would, I would do that. But it always seems like butter and salt is there to put on your corn. So then I just, instead of putting a little extra effort in and getting the pepper. But I, I do like pepper a lot. But you don't, you don't put pepper on the sweet corn? If it was sitting right next to the, everything else, I would. But I'm not going to get up to go grab the pepper. I know the salt's going to be there. Everyone puts salt on there. Okay. That corn. That
1: seems very interesting, almost passive aggressive there with the, with the pepper. Yeah, I love pepper. Though. Okay. Are you ready? This one, this one, I, that one was for you too, but this one specifically to you. What is your favorite golf course to play on a regular basis? Mm, that would you be le- Legacy. You can't pick, can't pick Tigers that you got to play one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, on a regular basis, favorite golf
0: course to play? Yeah, I would pick Legacy. I'm a member at the country club uh, in Indianola. And I think playing that course every day makes me better at golf because I have to hit a lot of different types of shots, but the one I would prefer to play uh, especially around here would be legacy. I think it's a pretty B in great shape and C and probably most importantly, it's really playable. Like you, I think it's fairly open and I just I always called it my slump buster. Like if I was really struggling, I could go to legacy and play a pretty good round of golf. You want to throw a D in there? Whoa.
1: <laughs> Whoa, very is it strange question. Geez, now it's letter explicit. D. Letter D. It's affordable. It is. It is. Especially after Crazy. 2 p.m. Yeah. Well, even before that, it's yeah. it's only like $3 more uh, for a round of nine than, than uh Warrior
0: Run. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some of those, different. some of those smaller courses. Uh, I don't know how they survive when they, I think people probably just think it's easier to get on a, a warrior run than, than legacy. Yeah. You know, there's sure. uh shady Oaks in Ackworth right outside of Indianola. I mean that I, I know I can bring guests onto the country club in Indianola for cheaper than it would cost to play 18 holes at Shady Oaks. And to me, they're not even comparable, but. And that's not good when that's the case. Yeah, I
1: don't know how they do it, but they make it work. So we played, a group of us played every Thursday uh, throughout the summer and and did, actually did quite a bit of, of traveling around to various courses. So we have played Blank, we have played Warrior Run, Willow, Grandview, Woodland Hills, is that all of them that we've played? And I would tell you, out of all of the courses that we played this summer, that um, Grandview was my favorite. You never played it. I would. Isn't that it really it.
0: short? Isn't it really yeah, short?
1: No, there's some there's some good holes in there. Now you could you the way that you hit the ball, like an absolute freaking hammer. You could for surely drive several of the greens. Um, it's just a nice little course, and Blank is not a bad course either. Woodland Hills, Jake Brown really likes Woodland Hills, but just that, you know, in those of you that are around, what, what do you, uh, what courses do you
0: like to play if you're a golfer? Um, and then maybe a little bit of the why, why do you like? And actually, if you're not a golfer, what courses do you like to play? Sure. You know, cause I mean, those ones are more, cause they'll say, well, I like to play so-and-so because a six pack only costs $17. And like, that's the, that's the information we need. Yeah, they can help you be a little bit better on the bargain shopping. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, here we go. Question number three. You ready? Mm -hmm. What is the max distance slash time to switch from willing to drive it to needing to fly it? Mm. Kids or by yourself? Well, okay, let's go both. Well, and your kids versus my kids significantly different.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... uh, I think it's actually easier to travel with our kids than it would be like with my mom, because I think she would stop more than the kids. You know, like when kids tell you have to go to the bathroom, they really don't. They're just trying to get you to stop. So you just tell them to hold their breath or think about something different. So uh, then it goes away. I would say uh, we're talking one day, one day driving. Like You're how telling much I- me. I think I could. I think I would, I would go no more than eight hours a day with my kids in the car. So anything, anything eight and a half. You're thinking about flying? Yeah, that doesn't seem very far. Gosh, at that point, I mean, I guess if if it was twelve hours, we'd break it up into two days, kind of thing. Um, And right now, I guess depends on price too how expensive is it to drive versus fly but yeah i mean if if we can get flights for like a couple hundred bucks a piece uh we'll just fly it that it was like it's just easier and they like to fly but yeah i just i know that there'd be a certain breaking point we drive to to northwood and they say oh we're we've been driving forever sure you know like well you really haven't we haven't driven for like two hours and 15 minutes. So I would say eight hours a day, or like maybe 16 hours total. How about that? I wouldn't go where it would be 20 hours. And we try to break that up into three days. If I can't make it there in two hours a day or two days with eight hours a day, then not going to, not going to Okay.
1: Okay. And, and for me, I, I mean, I'm becoming a lot more picky when it comes to the, the driving side, mm-hmm. meaning as much as I dislike to fly, I am, I, anything outside of, let's say, Minneapolis, Chicago, St. Louis, Kansas City, Omaha, even, even I probably Lincoln, you know, could get there. Um, I wouldn't mind flying over driving mm. to that. So that's where I would be. Anybody else out there that's listening about what's your, what's your max distance slash time um, that you're going to switch from driving to flying kind of curious about that as we get ready to roll into family week here. And some of the trips you've taken here lately, you know, you, you, it looks like you have driven to almost all of them Mm -hmm. with the exception of, didn't you go to Arizona? I, I did. Without yeah, everyone else, you in October went to Arizona.
0: That was, that um, was awesome. I wish I and is it that the?
1: Uh, it was. It's a garbage,
0: right? That the. What's the What's the golf tournament you went to? Oh, I didn't. But I, I, I was thinking we were going to go to the waste management waste management go. Yeah, yeah. But we just booked a trip to Florida in December instead, so we're okay. going down there.
1: That's perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Confessional. You ready? Mm-hmm. I am, I am I, I'm extremely disappointed in the boys association um, when it comes to state tournament um, broadcasting as opposed to the girls union. And, and the girls union does such a good job of putting everything on. Like we watched almost every single game of softball here this last weekend on every, every night that we could watch it on Iowa public television. We watched because they had it and it was for free. I didn't have to pay anything for it. As opposed to the boys association where you have to pay IHSSN, uh, whatever the fee is to, to watch things through. And then that's, you know- You, you only you, have <laughs> to pay repeat though, right?
0: You only have to pay to watch the replay of it.
1: Of oh, the IHSSN? Uh-huh. What are you watching it on? The app. Right, you're watching it on your, on your computer. As or opposed, or a TV. Well, if you I have the app on one of the TVs. As opposed to chiming into Iowa Public Television. Oh, I and, see what you're saying. And not having to do any extra work. It's free. I just I, I just think the girls' union has done a much better job, and I think that's really good. And I think it's disappointing for me from the boys side that they can't figure it out with the girls when it comes to the playing of state tournaments. So that's my confession.
0: Hopping in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I am in the, uh, the critical, uh, stage of my year. Um, every year where I get to play a ton of golf, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, not around home very often while I'm doing it. So, uh, I, I have quite a few vacation days still to use, even after all this is done, just because I don't use very much during the year because there's nothing I really like to do, but there is basically from middle of July to, to early August, basically a three week stretch where I get to play a lot of golf. uh, and, And I would say competitively, just not just going out and playing. So this is a, this is a stretch where I am, thankful that Misty's really cool about it. I think she understands how much I really like to do this um, and that I don't get to do this all the time. So did you, did you do I Operation have, Falcon? That is this Thursday and Friday. Okay. Where yeah. is, it at? is it in Iowa City? It's, again? it's in Waverly this year. Okay. So there's two 18 hole courses in town. So we'll play one each day. So yeah, this is a, uh, yeah, this is an awesome stretch of my life right here. Now, did you go to both Fort Dodge and Iowa city? I did. I did. And, and Misty and the girls came with to Iowa city. Did you, did you play a round of golf in either of those places? I didn't, I didn't. The, okay. it, it would have worked out okay. Just because we played at not great game times. We had played at five thirty softball, but we had to follow Norwalk Carlisle, which took um, two and a half hours, probably solid. Plus it's, started a little late anyway uh, um like 15 minutes late so we didn't play or we didn't start till 6 45 that night so we we're about 75 minutes behind and then baseball that was about 50 minutes behind and we weren't supposed to start till 7 30 anyway so that was like an 8 20 start so probably could have earlier in the day but it was pretty warm last week too i don't know if it would have even been that it sure, much was.
1: Fun. sure was. yeah did
0: you spend the night in iowa city with the girls you drove nope. home that night
1: Ooh. yep It didn't take them long to fall asleep. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that part's good, but Mm -hmm. still, then you have to get them out of the vehicle into the house.
0: Yeah. We brought pajamas with, so as soon as we hopped in the car, they just put their pajamas on and then fell asleep. And we threw them into their beds and embarked on a new day the next day. (laughs) Love (laughs) it. Okay. Feedback.
1: So first one comes from Tommy Miner. I'm listening to your podcast right now. This book would argue that internal hire is the best option. That's good to great by Jim Collins. So that was good from him, I thought. Um, And I would argue that if you were to take a look at the, uh, um, well, at the end of the day, if you you took a look at one of the things that helped turn our program around, that book, Good to Great, is one of them, I think. Great book. Uh, So Brady Ransfield is next. Um, He sent, yeah, yeah, he he listens. And I think some of it was part of the reason why they listened was because they knew that my meltdown at the National Mm -hmm. High School Athletic Coaches uh, Association Conference was on the podcast. And so I think they were listening to that just to get a good giggle out of me melting down in public. Uh, listening to Jason Garrett right now, I have to say, I am with Scallon. I would have loved to have been there to see that guy attempt to chase you down at Prairie Meadows. Um, and then he said, I think I would have reacted the same way in that situation on top of not loving being in front of a big group of people. I would like to have somewhat of an idea of what's going on. Sounds like it wasn't organized very well. And I would agree. Um, and then he, he said that this one is pretty cool. So he does a lot of, he sells medical supplies in the Iowa city area. Um, and so. Also, it reminded me when you mentioned Mike McCarthy, I met a manager for another medical device company last week that was roommates with McCarthy at Baker, where he played center and Mike played tight end. I had no clue that uh, he'd even played there. So pretty cool to to hear that. And then uh, right after Brady sent me a message, his father sent me a message, Troy Bransfield, Afternoon, Paul Brady called me today and asked if I had listened to your latest podcast yet and said get a listen. Um, again, I think that was mainly because of me telling the story about my meltdown. Um, just finished and enjoyed the topic. Hope you guys continue coaching as long as your heart's desire. Enjoy the holiday and weekend and take care. So it was good to hear from him. And Brock Sweckle, who is now, of course, I shouldn't say now, of course, but is in the Omaha area. and. Podcast made me think of a lot of the Ravens GM situation. Ozzy Newsom was our GM for like ever. And Eric DaCosta is our GM now and was working under him for like 15 to 20 years with the idea that he would be the GM when Ozzy retired. And that finally did happen in 2019, I believe. So they were grooming his successor for a long time. Just interesting that some people decided to do it that way if possible. DaCosta turned down many GM jobs supposedly because he knew he would be the GM in Baltimore eventually. I could upload anything into my brain, it would be infinite knowledge of the market so I could leverage that to become a wealthy and powerful individual. Think limitless with Bradley Cooper. So I don't know, did you listen to the last one?
0: Yeah, I unlike Scallon, uh, do listen. Um, so now that I, I remember, it was a while ago. I think I must've listened to it right after. So you were, you were at that thing at Prairie Meadows and then um, you guys talked about different hiring, I don't know, methods, yeah. Yeah. practices. Yeah. Like I was thinking, oh yeah, that probably would have been a good one for me to be a part of. And I know you had mentioned that on there too. Um, so I, yes, I did listen though.
1: Okay, what would you have uploaded?
0: What would you upload if it was like the matrix where you could
1: just upload whatever the knowledge is in like 12 seconds? What kind of knowledge? Yeah, so like for instance, in, in Trinity, in mm-hmm. the matrix gets how to fly that, that helicopter uploaded into her brain. So the question was, if you could have anything that you could get uploaded like that, what would be the first thing that you upload? Not all the things that you, you would oh, get okay. What's the first thing you would get uploaded? Some people picked language. Some people like Brock picked knowledge of the market. Some people picked mechanical things like being able to work on cars. Oh, and I such. know.
0: I know mine. Like, well, okay. What clinically. is it? Are you going to share it? Yeah. How to deal with somebody that's crying. Is there a manual for that? I, yeah, I don't know, but I definitely don't have it. And I've thought about this a lot. And uh. brought it, um, before <laughs> I just freeze when somebody cries and I don't know what to say because I hate the, Oh, I know how you feel. No, you don't. You don't know how they feel. Um, I'm really sorry, but like, I'm really not because I don't even know why they're crying. So I'm definitely not sorry. So, so yeah, if I could pick one thing, it'd be how. So to even the girls, with... you don't
1: know how to react when they're crying?
0: I don't believe that whatsoever. I mean, I pretty much tell them that just it's, it's time to to shape up. But if yeah, I said that's... that to Misty, that, that'd be, I can say that to them. But like, what about adults? I can't tell, like, hey, toughen up, rub some dirt on the kid long way from your heart. You know, like that whole speech. Um, Do you just walk away when Misty is crying? frozen absolutely frozen do not know what to do and i do not know what to say inevitably if I, if I say something it's the wrong thing and if i don't say anything why didn't you say something so okay. like i i yeah that's that's not even a question i know that's what i
1: what so I'm you're a deer in the headlights
0: frozen i mean
1: yeah. okay
0: chilly chilly too i love
1: it i love it Oh, gosh, that made that, that was, that made the podcast all worth it right there. Um, Dennis Barra is next. Wow. I mean, this is almost overwhelming. Lottery update. I won $3 last night. Pretty pumped about that. First thing I would upload would be probably some kind of health app. One that would motivate me to get healthy and work out. Second would be something to help me be more financially stable and be smarter with my money. Gallywag's new microphone. Dare I say it makes him sound younger. <laughs> Younger. I did not anticipate that to happen. Um, And then meat, also known as Jeffrey Cleaver,
0: did that. Um,
1: Boy. Oh, that's all turf stuff. Okay. Just had a conversation with my boss who is 60. He needs to start planning a little bit, but who knows what five years from now looks like maybe I'd want the job in five years or maybe I took another job that offered a bunch of money. I guess the point is you're always developing people, whether it's to take your job or some other job, would rather be developing people who leave than not developing people that stay. So I thought that was really good. Um, and then I guess he started with post-shower sweating is the worst kind of sweating. hundred percent agree. Um, Coaching success. Although I would say that, in a in a situation where sweating is not really frowned upon, but but not one of the um, highlighted uh, activities, you know, where you're trying not to sweat, everyone else seems to not be sweating, and you are just dripping. That would be just as bad, whether that come from post shower or just any kind of sweating. Coaching successor is a little different. Than the corporate world, but I once had a CEO tell me a story about trying to hire a new VP and was choosing between two candidates. Asked them both, "Who you have prepared to take your job?" One had a name, the other said, "No one." Hired the person with a successor because part of being a supervisor is, is preparing people for their next step, and the only candidate had done that. So I think that was that was really good in my my two cents. Um, and then Trevor Tompkins was the last person that gave. Feedback, feedback. Mike Rowe, for golf questioning, the only time I play is for fun. Uh, the Norwalk Athletic Boosters Tournament, enough said, it's ugly, but fun. Basketball official has to be the worst job in sports. Where else can you be ridiculed, called names, and threatened for three straight hours and hear every word, and yet I still love doing it. Jason Garrett, I'd upload the ability to diagnose and fix car engines. So that is it in a nutshell. Did you have any other feedback other than uploading what to do when a person is crying. Um,
0: um, no, but that is, at least I gave an honest answer.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, everyone gave an honest answer. Mm, I don't know. I feel like some people would just say stuff to be. Oh. Well, mine was a foreign language. I would upload how to speak a, a different language. So we had a little hiccup right there. Uh, in, insufficient disk space which stopped the recording. So you're gonna hear a very strange and very abrupt ending to me talking about uploading um, a foreign language initially as my first of you know many things to upload instantly. Um, and so that's why it's doubled up here. So I don't know what's going on there, but obviously I have uh, insufficient storage and memory. Disk, insufficient disk space. Correct, D-I-S-C. So on to high school sports. Um, we're going to start both go baseball and then we'll both go softball. So for us, um, baseball ended in the first round of postseason play when we lost to Roosevelt, lost in nine innings. And I do believe we lost uh, two to three
0: uh, in that one. And I think we finished the year 18 and 18. Uh, we had a pretty fun run in baseball. Uh, we beat, I would say, a pretty solid Atumla team in the first round. They had a a pitcher that... Uh, for the entire year, uh, allowed nine runs. Seven of them were earned, and uh, he started against us twice, and all seven of his runs that he allowed that were earned were against us. So that's a pretty crazy uh, stat, but um, that was a good win. That was at home, and then we went to Ankeny after that. They were the uh, two seed uh, in our substate. We were the three. We beat them eight to five, and then we went to Urbandale after that they were the number one seed and we beat them eight to six advanced to the uh, state tournament in Iowa city ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw with Iowa city high, they beat us 10, nothing in five innings. Um, But an awesome experience for our kids an awesome run for our kids. And uh, yeah, I mean, probably as a three seed, you don't expect to make it to the state tournament. So um, that was just a, a good, a good run from our guys. Well, the association doesn't expect you to make it to the state tournament as a three seed. That's why they put you as a three seed. They mm. expected Urbandale to make it. Well, they don't. The coaches seed it, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Okay. Softball for us, um, we were one of five, right, Warren County teams. I think every single Warren County team had a softball team at the state tournament, and uh, um, we lost our, our first round game to Carlisle as the five seed, the four seed. They were the five seed, um, and then we ended up winning our our next game against Burlington. And and I don't know that that we got a place for that. I just think we we played it and we won. So we ended I'm, on high note. I'm pretty sure they call
0: that fifth place. Uh, okay, I would guess that they just do that. Two teams get fifth and two get seventh. Okay, well that's that's where we ended up.
1: Um, ended up finishing and a really good year overall for our, for our girls and, and, uh, played really well. And especially, you know, the game to get to state, they were down, um, what four runs six to two in the, in the seventh. And they scored five runs in the bottom of the, of the seventh to to win seven, six, I think is how that shook out. So, um, just really exciting for us and, and a great job out
0: of, out of bow and, and, uh, and the girls. So I could almost use the exact same story that you just told. We, the same thing happened to us at the state tournament. We lost our first round game. Uh, that would have been to DCG and not Carlisle. And then we won our next game and that was against ADM, which is really nice when they were the two seed, uh, got upset by North Scott in the first round. So, um, DCG, yeah, eventual runner-up, state runner-up. Yes, eventual runner-up. And, and if you've watched Winterset play, they're just – they're really good. They are different. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's very surprising that they won a title. But, uh, yeah, again, just a fun summary to get, to get both teams to a state tournament. That is the first time that's ever happened uh, at Indianola. Uh, in fact, that's only the fourth time – our boys have been to the state baseball tournament, 1974, 2007, 2010. So, um, yeah, it was uh, just a fun summer. That's history, right? I mean, that, yeah, that's, there you that's go. all
1: good stuff. All right, next we're going to talk to our, about our non-sponsor. It's Pfeiffer uh, Dining Hall. It's located on Simpson College. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's a place that, you know, every summer we get to eat at least three meals. Well, we hope we get to eat three meals and they don't send us up to the great hall. Upstairs. Um, this year, they could not send us up there because they had a whole bunch of furniture and other stuff, and it looked like maybe they were remodeling a little bit. So, it's our uh, it's our dining hall when we're on campus, which then leads to um, Camp Crystal Lake. And why it's called Camp Crystal Lake? Well, first of all, Camp Crystal Lake is the place where Jason does all of his killing in uh, the original Friday the Thirteenth. So, why are we talking about it? Well, and, and to be honest with you wholeheartedly honest. I can't remember if we talked about this in any of the other 82 podcasts or not, but we're going to talk about off site or overnight visits. Okay. So the first thing is the, like the, the determination of what they are. So the first one could be state tournament related where you are like, for instance, state softball, where you're going up and you are um, being offered to spend the night somewhere, whether that be in the um, Iowa Central Dorms, or some other hotel, motel, um, Holiday Inn in uh, uh, um, in Fort Dodge, or you know, back in the day, if you were a soccer, t- a girls soccer program, and you made it to Muscatine, um, or if you are a, a 10 a.m. either semifinal or finals in um, Cedar Falls, and you're a long ways away, you may spend the night. But but state tournament, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, as far as spending the night. Uh, a camp where you are going and then a uh, competition where it maybe is a regular season where it's a long ways away. I know our cross country has has put in a request to go to Minnesota, spend the night and do a, a big cross country meet up there somewhere in the, in the Twin Cities area. I don't think it's actually in the Twin Cities, but somewhere close. Uh, and then of course, the last thing would be something that isn't related to any of those that just would be a trip um, someplace. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about and why and part of the reason why we're doing that is, you know, we just took our, we just had our camp Simpson team camp trip and, and I know other people are are taking trips and, and doing things like that so that'd be a good time for us to talk about. So why take a trip. Right, one of the one of the main reasons is a competition whether that be a state level or a, a regular season, but having to take a trip and spend the night just based on the fact of where it's at and what time of day things are happening, or it might be a multiple day, like a state wrestling, or a, not wrestling, but not state wrestling, but just a, a wrestling tournament um, that starts right away at nine o'clock, and, you're, and you'd have to leave at you know like 4 a.m. to get there, so you leave the night before,
0: spend the night. So that would be a why. Can you think of anything else? Well, not state wrestling for us, but state wrestling for a lot of people sure. is, is that same thing. I mean, that, that's you know a, a big difference. Um, you know, we are, are really fortunate with state events that a lot of them are pretty close um, or, you know, as, as football goes, it is later on in the day when we play. That makes a, a big difference. Yeah, not um, the eight-man A,
1: 1A. But those teams yeah. have to play at 10 a.m. Or, or 9.30 or whatever it is. So
0: Yeah, and, difference. you know, I, I think if, if there's no such thing as money, We would probably allow our teams to do that, you know, more often than not, just because it is good for a team to to be able to get away. I don't think you I don't think you'd necessarily choose to to do that every time anyway, just because I think you're going to choose to stay in your own bed if if possible. Um, if it does make sense time-wise, but I also do think it, it is nice for teams to be able to get away and, and stay together. Um, state softball, you had mentioned that, you know, our, our girls do that every year that we go to the state tournament and they stay in the Iowa central dorms. Um, it makes more sense financially than a, than a hotel ever would. If it was a hotel, I don't think we could probably afford to do that, but that's also based on the girls union, Setting the schedule up where, you know, if we play our game at 645 on Monday night, we have to wait till the completion of that game to know when our next game is going to be. So that's a little different than basically just cutting it off and knowing that, oh, we lost, we're done. No, we lose. That means we play tomorrow at 130. But if we would have won, we wouldn't have played again till Wednesday at whatever time. So that one's a little different, uh, maybe a unique situation. So I, I don't know the answer, so I have to ask.
1: Who, what are you doing for food when you're going upstate softball?
0: Yep. So they can eat um, at Iowa Central. Okay. Uh, so they, they are will,
1: providing food for you.
0: Yep. They, you can okay. eat there. Or, or, you know, our team will, will try to go out to eat one time just as a group, you know, the sit down type stuff. But then, you know, the, just think of like the Jimmy Johns route. Yeah. That becomes a pretty popular way for our teams to eat as well. Um, so at the end of the day, when
1: you say, when you say hotel, what if it's a motel or a Holiday Inn?
0: Yeah, I mean, motels you could probably make work. I was uh, I stayed in enough of those when I was working basketball camps for the shoot where we were, I mean, told to not spend hardly any money on places to stay. Uh, you can get a pretty uh, uh, terrible place to stay for like $48 a night if you're willing to, to do that. Um, now, again, I don't know if that really makes it better. But I do think money is, is a big part of, of being able to do this stuff or not being able to. Oh, for sure. Um, who goes? I think that's another key
1: piece to this, right? Is it, is it everybody nine twelve? Is it just your varsity? Is it JV is it and varsity? Who is, who is going? I think it's a key piece to answering that question of how legitimate that
0: um, trip is, right? Yeah yeah and it, you know yeah I, I think of like the the trips that we took when I was at Wartburg when we would do something a little nicer. you know we went to uh, went to Vegas one year, um, we went out to Colorado, another year we went to Phoenix. was that everybody year. in the program going? Uh, that would have been our varsity group, but essentially you're you had to figure out how to pay for it. You know, sure. like, okay, here's something to take off the cost of, of it, but otherwise we need you to, to get this money, whether that's you're paying yourself or your parents or whatever. Yeah, um, you know, we would not ask um, somebody in high school to do that. Uh, at least not very much. Maybe they have to pitch in something. Um, but not very often would we ask that question. What concerns do you have, especially as an athletic director about overnight trips? Supervision? Uh, There's any question about that. I don't think it's realistic to have an adult in every room. Um, So you don't. And inevitably you will have, um, whether it's seven kids at a cross country event or a hundred kids at a football event, like they're still kids and their decision making is a a big reason to, to be worried. So I think there is the, the trust factor. You just kind of, you got to trust that your coaches have it all laid out and taken care of. But again, they, it's not realistic to have a person to, to chaperone every group of four people. I think you would find yourself with more
1: concerns if there was an adult
0: in every room with yeah. two or three high school yeah. kids. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it's also, that that part is the one that that keeps you up. Everyone's heard about, you know, groups that have gone somewhere and and done something that they shouldn't have done. And then you have to deal with that as, you know, as students and athletes. And, you know, I it's just not that much fun. Um, What positives are there? I mentioned one, just a way for the team to to be around just each other. And you know, it's it's kind of like when you send a kid to college. It, it's either a positive or a negative that somebody's not there to tell them what to do all the time. Like you have to figure that out. But I think with the when it's just your team around, like you you are, I don't say like forced it makes it sound like it's a negative thing, but you're you're just around those people. And and hopefully that means that you can get to know somebody else on a different level than just like your teammate or whatever it is. Like there's, there's so many other benefits to getting to know somebody, you know, on or off the field than, than just, you know, being teammates. But I think, I think that's probably the biggest one that comes to mind is, you know, you are kind of forced into a situation where you're going to bond with whoever it is that you're around. I think another would be, would be competition. Um, whether, whether that be you
1: needing a different level of competition and, and to be able to find that means you have to, you have to stretch your, your uh, radius out there, you know, as far as where you're going to go, could be from a, a good standpoint, you know, how good are you? If you think you're really good, you might be able to find a, uh, a, a little different level of competition. I think money is also another factor in the sense that, you know, you think about what you saved by just going up and staying. At Iowa Central, as opposed to up and back all the time, and then still having to coordinate with meals and food and and all of that, you're you're in one location and you can be able to take care of it and and do it. Travel right now is expensive, you know. Is from from, I think we just saw was it five ninety nine? Was it right five ninety nine a gallon for diesel? Um, you know, as far as what it costs for people to to travel, I think makes a difference, and then Maybe it was for just four. Yeah, I think it, it was, there was a five in front
0: of it. Maybe it was just five. All that was diesel. got to go yeah. to the next station.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, you, you need a new map. So when, as, as an athletic director or, or school administrator side, what questions are you asking about this trip?
0: Uh, I would say less questions if it's something that is a part of their season, like the, oh, a state event. Yeah. yeah. that less, um, I would say, you know, if it's something um, that's more of the regular season or the team camp side, you know, where, where's this money coming from? Like, do you, do you have money in your fundraising account to, to help pay for this? Uh, and that's, I think, we think of fundraising as the selling cookie dough or Krispy Kreme donuts or like that. Yeah. That that to me is, is worthless fundraising and nobody gets anything out of it except some money. But you know, like with our programs, I tell them to to have a youth camp. I don't care what what event it is, like you can have a youth camp and people will show up because you are a taking time or giving somebody else extra time, meaning their parents, and, and it's also a fun, active thing that they're able to do. Like that's, that's a good fundraiser. So for you not to take advantage of that, I think is, is silly. Um, But then it's also like, if we want to do more of these types of things with our kids, like this is what's going to, to help pay for that stuff. You know, I mean, there's also, you know, like our wrestling program works so close with our youth wrestling program that our, our youth wrestling program will um will pay for the the hotels of our wrestling team when they go places like that's their way of giving back they know how much time i mean it's that's that also makes a big difference so if wrestling comes up and says hey we're we want to go to this place but they go to missouri now the last few years and you don't have to worry about paying for a place to stay like i don't have a lot of questions hey is this good for our program is this what you want to do yes yes boom all right have fun so I think the money part is the first question I would ask. And is it needed for um, what we're trying to accomplish? And if it is needed, do you have funds available to to help pay for that?
1: And supervision would be up there too. That was
0: one of your big concerns that you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just say, you know, the 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 world of like show choir and FFA activities like that, where there are so many kids makes me a lot more nervous than any team we could send somewhere we would never send a hundred football play every player in the program somewhere like that's just not realistic Um, but most of the time we're talking about groups of of 10 to uh, 30 let's say is that not that football you know this summer we went to Simpson team camp which Simpson is in town and then our to do the overnight part, they actually stay in our middle school and, you know, and just they're in a gym and they, they do it that way, um, which again, gets them what they want. And I think it's fun for them to all be around each other, but they're also going to team camp right here. So it's a little money saver there. And then we stay and, and we still feed them and we treat it like it's a dorm and that they're away and whatever, but we just don't have that travel of 60 kids very often. How do you how do you decide
1: who gets to go and who, who doesn't get to go from a program standpoint. Yeah, Have you ever turned I, yeah, in somebody I, down.
0: I think they're all smart enough to know that we can't always say yes, I, I think they know if they're going to ask it's probably going to be a yes, but our coaches are are very realistic with what they want and what they need that you know, they're not going to say, Hey, we're going to go stay somewhere every weekend. If there's a, if there's a trip that, that we have to find money to pay for, it's probably once a year, if that, um, but you know, I, I've also been asked about like state swimming for girls. It's in Marshalltown. Like we're not going to stay. It's one hour away. We are just going to drive, but then we go to Iowa city. Now we're talking a couple hours away for boys. We, we probably are Thinking about staying at that point, so I, I do think length of trip makes a difference as well. Um, and and again, do you have some money to help fund this trip? So money is is I mean you're coming back to that again. Well, it has to be. I mean sure. we have to be extremely appropriate with public money, you know. And if they the auditors come through our stuff and they're like, you spent thirty thousand dollars on hotels last year like we have an issue at Indianola, like, yeah, we probably do. You know, like we need to, to do things better. So I, I do think money is, and not just do you have it, but are you spending public money wisely? Yeah. And then where is transportation fall? So if it's during the summer, our school makes you get your own transportation. Uh, now, our football team used busing to Simpson from the middle school to Simpson. They, they out of their fundraising account, pay for the bus driver and the bus, which doesn't end up being a ton of money because it's right there. Um, now during the school year different, uh, say the one thing that that we allow our teams to do is they can take a charter bus one time during the season and, the the school will pay for whatever would have cost them to, uh, to drive meaning the the driver wages plus the mileage and then the the rest of that money would then be covered by we we try to do it the fundraising account we will ask for parents if they do not have sufficient funds in that fundraising account so okay. um you know that we try to find a trip baseball did not use one this year and then happened to make the state tournament and still had their trip in their back pocket so they were able to to take a charter bus to iowa city um, most most programs will find one uh, during the the regular season. I would assume this year for football when we go to Lewis Central, they'll take a charter bus. Well, well played by your baseball team there. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. We also, I think our farthest trip was like Ballard this year too. So yeah. like it wasn't really worth it either to spend a little extra money. That's an easy trip. Makes a difference. How about does payment make a difference? What do you mean?
1: Like whether they're paying the the place they're going directly whether they're going through you to do it um do the kids have to pay for it or the parents paying for it you know what what is this payment have anything to do
0: with yes you can no you can't um no because hotels are we we can pay we have not meaning the activities department but the school has a credit card <laughs> which i just don't like to go down that route because it seems like it's so much more difficult um, I would rather work it out with the um, the hotel that, that makes sure that they take off the tax that we will not pay meaning state sales tax yeah. um, and then our coaches pay for it and I can reimburse them for every dime that they spend. that would be the easiest uh, for us because um, it just aren't going to take a PO like that just doesn't happen yeah. so um, but transportation is easy they, they do take a school PO and then it gets paid for that way, which is nice. Yeah. So does state versus regular season make a difference? I don't, I don't think so. I think it's the distance and the time that you're needed to go. I mean, I'll I'll say our, our uh, JV wrestling team has gone to independence a few times. They run a really good JV wrestling meet they're leaving like four to four thirty a.m. I mean, they're going there that morning. Um, they can sleep on the bus and whatever. I, I just, again, I wouldn't be able to probably work out a way to, to make that work with, you know, the, the moving parts that are a season. And I think that's why they don't ask. Cause they're going to practice that night before. And then, you know, like who's practicing where and, and that kind of thing. So um, yeah, I think it, I don't think it necessarily makes a difference between that, but I think it's probably what's in the best interest of our kids and, and can we make it work? And does it doesn't make sense to make it work. You know, if, if just cause it's Fort Dodge and it's a little over two hours away for state cross country, for example, if we run at two o'clock PM, we don't need to stay anywhere. We'll just yeah. leave that in the morning.
1: And, and obviously state makes a huge difference in that you're not going to, you're not going to say no to state because you, You can't figure out transportation or reason to do it. How about camp versus a recreation trip?
0: Meaning like a school program taking a recreational trip? No, like, like, uh, like even our senior trip, you
1: could, you Mm -hmm. could argue that that's a senior. I mean, that's a, that's a recreation trip more so than it is a,
0: a camp that we're going to participate in. Yeah. it's still like, Not any senior goes or not anybody can go, you know, it's a certain group of people, which would be no different than a team um, or a section of your team. I mean, very rarely does every single person in your program get to go to a to a trip or a camp. You know, I mean, there's there's that line that gets drawn. Um yeah, I don't I think if you can you can justify why it's needed for your program, we'll probably find the money. Uh, but maybe we don't need to travel across the state. Maybe we can find something around here where you can get the same experience, you're still staying, and the drive's just shorter. So, sure. I mean, maybe there's that too, or, you know, I, I don't want to say no or yes to anything without having those specifics in front of me, but those would be the kinds of things I would think about. How about whole team versus specific group, like varsity versus JV and varsity versus nine JV and varsity? Yeah, I think I think it, the varsity part to me is a lot makes a lot more sense than than a JV. What there are plenty of of JV opportunities right here where where really what we're looking for is opportunities for those kids to be able to participate where it the goal is probably a little different. As we go to the top level of whatever program it is. So even we talk about varsity show choir, for example, like their outlook on the season should be a lot different than the JB show choir season. Maybe that doesn't mean they go to the same place, whatever, but, um, you know, it is, I think the varsity part makes a lot more sense, um, than, than it would to have a JV team stay overnight somewhere. If, we, if that's what we're running into, we've got to do a better job of finding them opportunities close to here.
1: What do you do at Simpson team camp
0: for football? Is it just one team that goes?
1: Yes, yep. Yeah. See, we take yeah. two, we take JV and a varsity group. Um, that way everybody's getting reps Yeah. for that. So from, from our end, you know, we we essentially take, but that's paid for by
0: the individual, right? Correct. Yeah, that's not the. That, that's I think not that bad. I think that's different too. Okay, much different.
1: That that is them paying Simpson directly. Yeah, especially and, if it's an
0: optional type thing. You know, like then, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't want every kid to show up, but I mean, just because they don't come to Simpson doesn't mean that they don't have a chance to. Hundred percent. Compete on Friday night. Yeah, we. Uh, um, we, we take care of the transportation then,
1: which is Definitely. silly expensive for the summer. So mm. the trips we take, you know, we, we essentially just take two trips. We take our senior trip, which is late May, early June, and then we take our Simpson team camp. Those mm. are the two overnighters that we do. Um, even state level, we have never done an overnight, um, and we've never done a regular season overnighter. So... We've never done anything like that as far as that goes. And
0: I'm talking just specifically football. So mm-hmm. um, what do you got? Final thoughts? Any final thoughts on that one? Yeah, each sport is is going to be treated a little differently. Um, it just how it is. Um, you know, it's, I mean, I think we still need to be smart. But again, knowing that there are going to be some different opportunities for some of our kids um, that may require some some extra money being spent. That's why I think it's so important for our teams to, to make money so that they have the opportunities to do something like that if it comes about.
1: Well, and, and again, even the state-level competitions are, are significantly different for each sport. Yes. You know, so far as where they're at, how they're run, um, how many day events, you know, versus, versus uh, is it just a one-time, like football is once a week, so you don't yeah. have to worry about it. Um, is it Muscatine? is it Fort Dodge, is it Marshalltown, is it Cedar Falls? And then where, where that is. I think all of those make a huge difference when it comes to that individuality as is, is far as how you're gonna go around doing it. Um, any other final thoughts on that? Nope. I am writing a note to myself about what we need to do in episode um, 84. Cause I didn't have it in this one. Um, which it'll be a piece of cake to add. So history, ready? Family week. Originally, they were gonna try and get this done in the 2020 season. However, a little thing came up that, that caused just a touch of a hiccup um, when it came to that. And so they, they, they postponed it. And so then they implemented it in 2021. So last year was the first year. And of course, when they originally came out with it, I still don't like the name, but but the original name of the week that we could not participate in anything, no no activities, no contact whatsoever was Dead Week. I just think that's terrible. I'm glad they have reframed it, renamed it to Family Week, um, and so we're now in year two of Family Week. And you know the the two things for me: number one, I wish they could find another week during the year to uh, to get this in, and then number two. Um, just how sad it is that, that in today's world, unless somebody tells you you have to take a break, you can't figure out that you need to take a break. It's just it's crazy. Anyway, so that's our history. It, it's a we're we're in its infancy. So just year two of it, and I thought last year was very successful as far as you know being able to to shut everything down and come out next week, and then of course um, we have. Uh, um, year two coming up and, and we are in day well day two officially because I think Sunday was the first official day of that and so well, that's where we're at family week is our history
0: anything to add to that yeah I I don't think there's another week in the entire year that makes more sense than this one.
1: one oh 100 percent. but yeah it I, would be nice if we could find
0: another year or another week not another year but another week yeah it's just tough with a school Sounds bad, but you know, like school throws a wrinkle into this because essentially you're you're trying to encourage the the people to spend time with their family. Um, I think that's why it's phrased that way. You're hoping that people will take their vacation during that time, as opposed to in the middle of some season. Uh, but when you throw school in there, all of a sudden you have this family week during the school week or school year, and then forty seven percent of your student population is gone for a week, it just throws a different wrinkle into it. They
1: could, so. they could maybe think about it around the, uh, I don't know, December 23rd, 4th, 5th through January 2nd, maybe. They could think about that. I don't know how many schools are in session during that time that they could, um, you know, shut down practices and things like that. And then rather than, than the first game coming back or first let's say meet coming back after January 1st isn't January 3rd that you have your first game, but maybe January 8th is the first time that you have to have a game. And that gives you some time in there to, to get back into, you know, in a acclimatization
0: period where you can get back into practicing.
1: I don't know. Just, just some things to think about. Yeah.
0: Though. Yeah. Would you like it if they put a, a dead week in the middle of your football season and then told you to come back and get ready? I don't they think. They do. That. They, it's called the last week of July. And no, it's not football season starts officially. August 8th this year. Sure. Just saying. And do you know how many days
1: um, does your basketball program run the whole time? Does your wrestling program run the whole time over, over the holiday season?
0: No, but it, it's up to them to choose when they don't have practice, just like it's up to you to choose when you don't have practice. Right. You, That's what I'm saying. We play, we play a football game on Labor Day. Me and you, we're playing a game again yep. this year. Yep. Like, it's a lot different once your sport. I'll say that. Right. But they already take time off. Yeah, I'm just saying that the time off would probably be around the the first holiday, not the second one in. And, and and I'm saying why can't we why can't we say it's okay as
1: opposed to somebody trying to figure out how to practice on the 26th or 27th? Can't we shut it down and then allow for some time in there?
0: Yeah, I think you're probably closer to a, a people having more activities during that two-week stretch where we're not allowed to, to play games um, than, than you are where you shut everything completely down. Sure.
1: Well, anyway, it would just yeah. be
0: nice if we could find
1: some time to, to do that. And maybe if we had a unified calendar, that might also help.
0: Um, we do. We still have a unified state.
1: Uh, do we really have a unified calendar? I don't think we do.
0: It's called the unified calendar.
1: Well, I wish we did where where things got started because anyway, we could, I mean, you want to talk about a rabbit hole. We could go down there. Here's our positive. Yeah, I don't want, let's not do it. Let's not do it on an episode on that. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Our positive. For the first time in my life, I went to a rodeo, good old Mm. rodeo. I went and watched Andrew Mellencamp a 2017 Norwalk High School graduate, be a bull wrangler, bull wrestler, whatever, whatever. I don't know exactly what, I thought he was a rodeo clown, that's what I thought the, the term was, but it is incorrect. So I was speaking ill of, uh, of him, but he's the guy that when uh, a bull rider comes out and gets bucked off the, off the bull or lasts eight seconds and dismounts on his own, He then separates the bull from the, the man, the rider, and then make sure that the bull gets, the rider gets off the, off the dirt safely, and then gets the bull into the, into the pin, um, correctly. So, or, or safely, um, it was, it was fun to watch him be in his element. It was fun to watch him just, he is absolutely in love with that. And it was awesome. Um, just a different experience for me altogether. I
0: didn't realize that what went to that. I knew you had gone to one, but I didn't realize that was why. Is yeah. there ever, has there ever been a person in a job lineup better than Andrew Mellencamp and whatever that job title is? No, no. I mean, it was funny because he used to be the bull in football. like he didn't yeah. care who he ran through or over yeah. or, into or into or whatever. I mean, that, was, yeah, I mean, he just, he used to just crush people. And, and it's funny that now he is that in that job. I think ironic would almost be the better word, he but I don't think a, uh, a job has ever fit better than that job in person. He's in a caretaking
1: position. He is taking care of the, not only the animal, but then also the writer. I just, I, it was, it was awesome to be there. And then of course he had a whole crew of buddies that were there that, that Christie and I ended up sitting by um, during the time. Now I will tell you the probably the, the, the most shocking thing for us was we turn in to where we know the fairgrounds are at Adel and did not realize that it was the Dallas County Fair going on. So it was absolutely packed. There were mm-hmm. people in cars and animals everywhere, um, but it was a great experience. It was really good to see him. Um, doing something that he loves to do. And, um, you know, if you ever get a chance to get out and see him, I think he does any rodeo that is close by anything, anything. And he's willing to travel. So he spends a lot of time on it. It's a passion for him. And it's a lot of fun to uh, see somebody
0: who loves what it is that they do that much. So that's our positive. Andrew Mellencamp. I love it. I'm I'm not even going to, I'm not adding a positive because that would take away from from that one i i i really like that kid so yeah I, it was it was awesome he sent awesome. me a
1: he has also sent me several videos uh via text that his grandmother takes of him just getting trucked by yes. a bull just absolutely trucked um now he knows what it's like i shouldn't i should not laugh but man it, it is it's just it's funny that uh that's how it is so recapping, you know obviously our our uh our Papa burger was talking about overnight destinations and, and uh, trips and camps and games and things like that. Our non-sponsor, you know, we'd like to thank Pfeiffer uh, dining hall in the Simpson college campus a place that we, we frequent every year while we're there on, on campus. Um, and then questions, if you, you know, sweet corn, take it or leave it. Uh, favorite golf course to play on a regular basis, not just, you know, you're a, a dream trip, but, but on a regular basis, where do you like to play? And then, uh, Um, what is your max distance slash time for you to switch from driving to, to flying. So that's about it. It is, it is Monday, July 25th, which is day two of family week here in 2022. Got anything final? No, sir. This is episode 83. Appreciate everybody listening. Um, Lee appreciate you being on to record this one and you know, the athletic director side, as far as the uh, the insight and, and thoughts there. And this was Camp
0: Crystal Lake. I am Paul Patterson signing off. This is Talking the Walk. Thanks for listening. And I am guest host Lee Nelson. I would have called this Salute Your Shorts. you want to sing the song real quick? No, no. You can look it up, though. Look it up. Yes, look it up. Closing time. Thank
1: you for listening to the talking the podcast
0: show yeah